Good morning, Contrarians. It is Friday morning, April 29th, 5 a.m. in the East Coast. It is 10 a.m. here in Portugal. So I'm coming at you a little early once again. We have stocks this morning selling off a bit after a big rally yesterday. Tech led the rebound yesterday. The NASDAQ was up 3% and other U.S. indexes were up a little less. Um, it was a hectic day, lots of earnings to drive things, and that only intensified after the close. We had Apple and Amazon come in with disappointing earnings yesterday. Um, actually, Apple's earnings were good, and initially the stock rallied in the aftermarket, but then their CEO said that uh, supply chain constraints would cut into future earnings. This is around uh, China especially. Apple still manufactures a lot of stuff in China, including the iPhone, I believe. So that, and that hurt the stock. And Amazon's, uh, earnings were very disappointing. And that stock is down 8% in the pre-market, making it the biggest loser among S&P 500 companies. Looking at the winners, those include Tesla, which is up 3%. As a whole, the NASDAQ is down 9%. I'm sorry, 0.9%, nine-tenths of 1%. 9% would really be something. Now, that would trip off the circuit breakers. But it was actually down a lot worse in the in the overnight session. Bonds are pretty quiet this morning again. We have the two-year effectively unchanged sitting at 2.64, while the 10-year is down two basis points to 2.85%. Commodities are seeing a few bids. Palladium is a major winner again. It seems every day Palladium is up multiple percentage points, multiple percent. This morning it's 4%, but platinum, gold, and silver are also rallying, each up more than 1%. Not sure what that's about. WTI crude oil is flat, sitting on $106 a barrel. Cryptos are not doing much. Bitcoin is down four-tenths of 1% to 39400 So it's been a crazy busy week, and we're not done yet. We have um, a pretty big economic data release today coming out at 8.30 a.m. East Coast time. The Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, otherwise known as the PCE deflator. Now, this is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, and it would normally be a big deal coming you know, a couple of weeks or so ahead of the next Fed meeting. But the Fed has effectively dialed in that they will be raising rates probably a half of 1%, maybe three quarters of a percent at their next meeting. And it's unlikely that today's PCE print will change that calculus. And uh, we got into this actually a bit yesterday on, on the podcast that I recorded and released yesterday with Mike Singleton of Invictus Research. So, be sure to check that out if you haven't already. I put in a link here in, in this morning's briefing. But um, yeah, we so we talk about that a lot more. But the point is that it's unlikely how today's PCE report will change the calculus when it comes to Fed interest rates. Now that that there could be, if the if the reading comes in soft, then that could lead to a bit of a relief rally, just because it would show that maybe inflation has peaked. But uh, that's you know, we'll talk about that more in the bottom line in a minute. For what it's worth, the the expectations here, economists expect a 5.3% year-over-year print for the core PCE deflator, excluding food and and energy. That's down a tiny bit from the 5.4% seen last month. So if we are able to drop below 5%, who knows, that could be good. But if it exceeds that, 
then maybe the market will start to price in a 75 basis point rate hike if it hasn't already. A couple other things in terms of um, economic data releases, Chicago PMIs at 945, Michigan consumer sentiment at 10, but this is the confirmed number. Uh, so not the, not the, the preliminary one that makes more of a, a splash. Uh, and that was out two weeks ago. Anyway, earnings now that this is a lot going on here still. And these are all going to report before the open, seeing how today is Friday. A bunch of stuff, oil majors, Exxon Mobil, Chevron, and Phillips 66. We have, uh, that's, uh, is that really their, yeah, I think that is their name. That's not a Star Wars reference, by the way. Nothing to do with Order 66. If you're a Star Wars fan, you'll get it. Otherwise, don't worry about it. Pharma companies, AbbVie, AstraZeneca, and Bristol-Myers Squibb. We have consumer staples, Colgate-Palmolive, and Newell Brands. The latter is a portfolio company of mine. That is a trade that I got right so far. Quite glad to have invested in them when I did and may add more if it drops after earnings. Um, so a lot more of a, a positive experience than I had with Teladoc, uh, which is a complete nightmare. I mentioned that yesterday. Don't need to get into it again. We also have industrial companies, Honeywell, Lyondell, Bassell. I think that's an industrial company. And Weyerhaeuser. And this will cap a very busy week of earnings. Probably the busiest. Yeah, definitely I would say the busiest of this earnings season. The bottom line. Well, it's the final trading day of the month and a lot still going on today. Maybe the PCE report will come in soft and maybe that will lead to a relief rally. A lot of talk that inflation's peaked. So if this would confirm that, that could be nice. Other than that, earnings will drive things. But more important than earnings, as in EPS and revenue reports, are what these CEOs and others are say on the call about the guidance, forward guidance, and about how inflation and other things are cutting into their expectations for the future. Now, some of these issues like supply chains should prove temporary, although I'm not entirely sure what options Apple has, that I believe their Chinese uh, operations are, are the, they're pretty high tech, so it would be costly and, and a, a bit of a headache to relocate that to the US or, or somewhere else. But either way, one would expect these supply chains to be resolved one way or another. Other things like higher wages, you can't really adjust downward unless you move everything to China again or some other place. And that's not going to happen. And it's interesting here that investors are punishing Amazon for paying more to their workers. That was one of the things that they reported on the call yesterday, that higher wages, they blamed inflation, whatever, are cutting into their earnings. And so I'm not entirely sure where a living wage ranks in this whole ESG scam, I mean, uh, ESG thing, but investors don't seem to like it very much. Maybe it's not included, um, or maybe it just doesn't give people an excuse to virtue signal. Who knows? But interesting there that Amazon finally paying a little more to their workers and investors are punishing them for it. Anyway, yesterday's rally still leaves stocks facing a losing April. It's been a tough month. And one thing you're not hearing about anymore is how April is the winningest month for stocks. That may still hold true, but this year it certainly was not the case. None of the rallies that we've seen, and we've had a couple here this month, uh, several actually, it seems every week we get one or two, 
none of them have staying, staying power. And that appears to hold true for yesterday's as well, which has been reversing now in the overnight session. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but all of this just doesn't, doesn't, one would think doesn't bode particularly well for stocks as an asset class, but it depends, I guess, on the sector. Growth obviously is very much unloved now and investors are avoiding it. And it's hard to see how that's going to change soon, but who knows? That would certainly be a contrarian call to go long tech and long growth at this point. But sometimes the contrarian call is not right or even interesting. Sometimes it's just contrarian and foolish. I'll leave you with that. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. Welcome any feedback. Just reply to the email you have received if you received it. Otherwise, send it to contrarianpod at gmail.com. That's where we are. Have a safe and healthy weekend. And I look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. Bye.